This podcast is brought to you by Sipla Foundation and Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is Srishti KC from Nepal. She is a motivational speaker, a dancer and a trainer. Hi Srishti, welcome. Hi George, thank you very much. Thank you. So Srishti, um, let me begin by asking you, uh, you know, you are a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. So tell me uh, what is the kind of audience you speak to and what are the kind of topics you speak about So yes I have been working as a motivational uh, speaker both nationally and internationally So I speak with to all ages people actually I speak to students uh, to youths mainly but also I do speak with uh, to young adults and all who are engaged in different sectors just actually like you know who have been in working professions or who is just a student or so i go around and uh, deliver my speech so the topic i cover are like mainly about like power of pain uh, positivity uh, you know uh, living life with positiveness success failure so uh, also about like uh, woman empowerment or you know change that you could create to the world so uh, i speak in different topics also sometimes as the requirement of the organizer so i have been also a ted uh, speaker so ted uh, did you travel to the us to do the ted talk or was it um, uh, done online or it was uh, done in no. nepal itself uh, yeah for, for i i had attended i was a speaker in tedx event in nepal and then when it was uh, there was a tedx event in india that time i went as a more like a mc because i also do mc wow that's interesting so uh, how do people know that you are a speaker and how do people actually invite you do you uh, do you promote yourself or um, people come to you uh, i think it's uh, right now it has become more like a um, you know mouth of word from different people i think uh, like kind enough for people to recommend to refer me so somehow they get to know me through you my youtube uh, videos through social medias and i think like you know people referring uh, so that's how i haven't promoted myself much uh, but i think somehow they they find me through my website through googles and they approach me so that's how it is you have also set up an organization called blind rocks Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me a little bit about it what is it set up for and what does it do so i had got blind at the age of 16 it was due to the negligence of a doctor that i got a steroid medicine and that caused glaucoma and i happened to lose my sight so when i got blind i was very shocked you know because i didn't know what was happening what my future would look like you know people were throwing lots of negative comments so So I was really shocked 
and then at a point i said no more shocking but it should be rocking so to transform the life i started blind rocks because i knew that blind can rock the world so that's how the name came in and then um yes i did go to kanthari international which is located in kerala india so there i got the leadership training you know i learned i equipped myself with all the skills how to run an organization and how to create a social impact in the society then when i came back to nepal i started blind rocks since i'm more into art and creativity i decided to use art as a tool so being a dancer myself i started using dance as a major tool in the beginning then after that i also used like a a fashion interpersonal skills adventure communication and many more to rock the life of blind people so that what we have been doing from past 8 years and through organization also we travel all around nepal and also all around the world if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the iwe national toll free helpline number 1800 5320 Four six nine. The number is one eight zero zero five three two zero four six nine. You know, you talked about dance, and there's a fair bit written about you about your dance. Um, often, it's difficult to comprehend. Uh, you know, a blind person getting involved with dance because dance is essentially very visual. Mm-hmm. so how did you get interested in dance and talk us through um, your um, uh, experience and uh, career in dancing uh-huh so i always loved dancing from my childhood uh, you know I- I- immediately if i heard music i would just get up and dance that's how i was like from the age of 3 i was on stage you know in the schools in inter school competitions and all so when i got blind at the age of 16 um people had an opinion that being blind i'll not be able to dance so but you know uh, my blindness had not uh, taken my dream away right because i still had this dream i still wanted to dance this was my passion so after i got blind i tried to go to different dancing institutions to learn dance but this dancing institution were backing out saying that like you know it's impossible for blind to think of dancing so they would always suggest me to rather go for music classes and so on but then i was very determined i wanted to dance and i wanted to show people that it is a possibility that's why also i had made dance as a tool for social change in my organization blind rocks though i hadn't got chance to learn i started to use my own imagination because you know i i had seen dance before so i started choreographing myself like you know whatever i knew i i knew it wasn't up to mark i knew it wasn't that perfect but i didn't care all i cared was i dance you know i i do i i do my passion so i continued uh, dancing i continued Uh, performing and i think that what finally opened a door for me where i was hired in one of the uh, reality show of nepal which is called dancing with the stars so they were hiring a stars and they would tie us up with a choreographer so that was a perfect chance for me to learn because 
luckily i was hired as a star because i was into activism already so they hired me from the social field and i was tied up with the choreographer who started to teach me you know so it was quite a challenging because i wouldn't see visually but then i would touch him you know he would guide me and then yeah i was able to do challenging moves too like you know i i used to do all those kind of acro- acrobatics moves and a lift and what not you know and i think it was all because i had a passion and a patience both and the my dance teacher his name is kesav thapa he also had that passion uh, and patience both to teach me so i think we sh- at the end we showed it that it is a possibility if you give a chance so that's how i ended up also performing in a reality show uh, if uh, our listeners want to see any videos of your dance are there available and if so where can they see it yes yes it is available on youtube if you type like uh, srishti kc s r i s t i srishti kc dance then you will find several dance on youtube you've also done a fair bit of academic work in dance. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah. So since I always had this passion, so I found this course called Dance Anthropology. So I applied for my master's degree on dance anthropology and luckily I got selected. So it was uh, for the Erasmus scholarship which is given by the European government. So I was able to study in four different countries. It was in Norway, France, Hungary, and uk so there also i faced a challenge but the professors all were very cooperative so we figured out how to make it uh, like you know how could i still study uh, and make it accessible so it was more of academic there i did not really learn how to dance but i really learned a lot about dance and there my research was mainly focused on how could i actually use dance to empower and emancipate blind and visually impaired people and also there i developed a pedagogy you know the accessible pedagogy to teach dance for the blind and also i created a dance for the blind i mean accessible dance for the blind so i created a acoustic dance during my research so as a blind um, dancer yeah best on sound and also as a blind audience you could feel perceive dance through sound so it was made accessible from all perspective you know so that's how i even invented uh, acoustic dance with sound jewelry i said because like my blind dancers were um uh, fashioning the uh, jewelries around their head ankles hip and wrist and each made a different sound so each body parts were creating different sounds so through sound we were able to see slash perceive dance excellent uh, i just wanted to know when you applied for this erasmus scholarship and the course in europe mm. uh, did you uh, did they know that you were visually impaired before or they got to know when you actually arrived in europe when i applied they did get to know that i was blind because i had uh, written that in my per- personal statement so later when they spoke with me they said like see we we really find it like you know you had you have that competent you have that vision you have all the uh, required uh, uh, qualities for us to 
uh, take you in but we never have any visually impaired or disabled students before so they said that first you have to teach us how to teach you you know that was what they had said and i said yes i'm ready for it i know it's going to be challenging but i also know that we together can find a solution so we were very much like we both worked as a problem solver and then we kept figuring out um how to adapt to each module and we were able to do that as well you know at the end i did pass out with distinction mark and then like they were also happy and they said like from now onwards we will also be open to taking any uh, students with disability because we get to know it's not just about adjustment but it's actually opening up uh, to view things in different perspective so that made me quite happy and content no this is a very uh, refreshing approach to education where uh, you Uh, you know the university also this is a university right or a college it's a university yeah so it's very uh, uh, encouraging to note that the university is extremely open to actually experiment and uh, try out new things so that they evolve and grow into a more uh, accessible and uh, more um, uh, welcoming uh, uh, place of pedagogy and learning Excellent. Exactly. I also very much appreciated for their approach was like they didn't just take it as like inclusion just including a blind student in with other students but then rather they took as and also as an opportunity to try out different things and to see maybe we could actually you know uh, innovate uh, and add something new to the existing genres. So you mentioned that you were in four countries, which is basically uh, Norway, Hungary, France, and UK. Yes. So uh, when you applied, did all the four uh, locations uh, were they aware of the fact that you were you were uh, blind, and uh, did they come together to kind of understand the pedagogy, how to teach you, or each time you went to a new country, you had to do the go through the exercise again? um i mean uh, though they knew it but since i was the old first student i had to do it again right i mean um in each country i had to again figure out from uh, scratch uh, how do i cope with the environment how do i cope with the course but uh, since my professors were highly highly cooperative and very very open and very positive uh that always gave me a courage and strength to figure out the solution so yes i mean i had difficulties and challenges but their cooperation made me easier to figure out solution because they were always my side and they were always supporting so i i really appreciate and i'm really grateful towards the cooperation of my professors you know in india in uh, bangalore there are a couple of organizations where blind people are taught dance and there are performers performances also and they often talk about the touch and feel method of teaching mm-hmm. so was this something that was used also when you were in europe yes i mainly used touch and feel um, for to to make my course easier my professors had helped me to enroll uh, one very good friend his name is juan i would also like to take this opportunity to thank him for being such a cooperative friend throughout my tour's journey so he would always sit beside me in the class 
so he's from peru and he would like everything that was shown in the video he would draw in my hand he would help me to manipulate in my body so i could get you know i could get to know what's going on in the class and also after the class he would sit with me because there were a lot of books since it was a visual subject lot of books which was not accessible for me so he would always spend time with me studying and explaining everything so i did not feel that i missed out anything you know because he would uh, verbally describe everything that was even happening visually and sometimes even in the class i would just get up go go to my professor and just touch their limb you know just touch their leg while they were moving to get to know what was happening and and that's how we learned and i get to know everything even if it was a visual we yeah you know we didn't step back to understand anything so juan uh, was he a kind of a volunteer or was he hired by the university to support you Or he was, was hired it? by the university to support me and then he was brilliant i mean you know he was always my like first kind of go to uh, supervisor thing like you know he would read books he would explain everything that was happening in class he would accompany me so i mean i highly appreciate for what he did for me throughout my study i mean without him without my professors i would not it would be impossible for me to get through the course because it was very visual and very challenging but they all helped me to study so he traveled with you to the four countries or he was only in uh, the first country so he traveled at first he was only for norway and then like he got uh, offered that he can travel with me if he wants and he was kind enough to accept that and to dedicate that two years for me so he traveled with me throughout all the countries that's very very interesting and very uh, unique i must say yes and, and quite incredible when you came back to uh, nepal uh, this new awareness of uh, dance and the art form uh, yeah. you said you used it uh, in your blind rock blind yes. rocks campaigns so yes. uh, tell us a little about how do you use dance to actually um, implement your agenda of social inclusion and social awareness so for my own blind participants i teach uh, i teach dance now we have also other professions who teaches dance to them through touch and all and then we perform in different platforms so that like you know it creates an awareness among the people but beside what we also do is we also teach dance to non disabled people you know so but when they come uh, uh, we also like sometimes blindfold them so it's kind of reverse inclusion what i mean that with that is like we bring them to our world to experience our world in a complete positive way you know so like to make them understand that uh, like when you can't see is actually when you activate your other senses and then you can explore your other senses and enjoy you know so that's the message we want to give to them so we blindfold them and make them dance with us and get their experience and and then often they say like wow i had never realized that actually you know i always heard to be blind is to be in darkness but it's not true actually uh, to do not to see and to be focused and enjoy opens up different way of seeing the world you know so and that's quite rewarding for us for to make people understand that 
you know, to be blind is not horrible. It's actually just different way of uh, being and it's beautiful in its own way. So that's the message we carry. And uh, you are also a trainer. So yes. uh, tell me a little about what do you do as a trainer? Is it just dance or there are other areas of training also that you undertake? Uh, I, I do other trainings also. I do teach dance also. Uh, but apart from it, I since I'm a speaker, I do train on public speaking. I also train blind people how to make up, you know, because we are into fashion. So makeup and I teach blind about colors, uh, different communication skills, including interpersonal skills, personality development. Uh, capacity building, confident building, and many more. And I do this training not only for blind, but also for the non-disabled people. To support our work with the blind and visually impaired, you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in Please note, www.scorefoundation.org.in You lost your eyesight when you were 16 and you must have been in school or just about finishing school at that point of time. So uh, how did you adjust <laughs> to that? It must have come to you as a shock. And uh, of course, you turned yes. it into rock later on. But uh, what was that shock to rock? process like i think even when i got blind at the age of 16 i know it came as a shock you know i wasn't happy about the situation what was going on especially more than my own blindness it was the negative comments that people were shooting at me you know like i can't i will not be able to do anything i'll not be able to study anymore i'll not be able to work anymore so then deep inside i had said that before the world decides a life for me I'm going to decide how I'm going to live my life ahead. So even um, I had just finished my school. So I wanted to enroll in the college. But the colleges were backing out saying like, you know, they can't enroll a blind students. They, I should rather go to the special education because they don't have resources. They don't have teachers. Uh, so there were a lot of excuses. So at that moment, I said, well, I have to accept and love myself the way I am, you know. And at least I had a good family. My families were very supportive and they were like, they didn't treat me differently. You know, I was always a daughter. I was always their sister. They didn't treat me as a blind daughter or a blind sister. So that gave me also a courage, you know, no matter what people said outside, at least I had a family support. And I said like, well, I'm not letting my family down you know, because I could see my mother's crying all the time. So I said, I don't want this, you know, I want to transform my mother's tears into happiness, into smile. For that, I need to make a difference to my life and to the society. So I should do it. So I had that determination. So I decided, decided I will study and uh, finally when I got enrolled to the public campus I luckily I happened to the very year I happened to top the entire university of Nepal and I even got awarded from the president of the country so I made that history you know where the, it was the very first blind student who had topped the entire nation so then like you know slowly Mm, uh, people started to talk about me so I mean that started that paved a way for me to 
you know go on and go on and i knew that i might fall but i also knew that i can rise up yeah tell me a little bit about your family who all are there and uh, how do they kind of respond to you and maybe you might also like to talk about your friends yes so in my family i have my father mother i have two elder brother very supportive very loving very caring they both are married with beautiful women who are also very very supportive they both have little little daughter who are also very cute and loving so i have a lovely lovely family and then um, i now i have a lot of friends back then you know i had very very few friends because a lot of them backed out but i think who were meant to stay with me stayed Uh, who were meant to be there for me were there are there still you know so sometimes i think being blind filters out you know by default <laughs> only good ones stays with you so i think that would happen so there were my amazing few friends from college level who are still with me uh, right now and now i have lot of friends nationally and internationally because i i'm also part of kantadi then from there i got lot of international friends you know now whenever i travel to any country i can always say oh i know someone there you know because kantadi was such a diverse environment to study and live in so yeah now i have lot people for whom i have to give my gratitude Sushri, it's lovely speaking with you. Lovely getting to know you, and wish you the very best. Take care. Thank you so much, Jars, for inviting me and helping me to spread uh, my saying, my thoughts to the greater community. I hope our path will cross sometime soon. Thank you so much, Jars. Thank you. I This podcast was brought to you by Sipla Foundation and Score Foundation. Yeah, Roshni, 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 Roshni,